We're taking the next steps. Just running his mouth. If you're not into laughing at other people's misery, uh, this episode just, it, it may not be for you. But if you work in a cubicle somewhere and down the row from you, there's Florida fan, you go right ahead. You, you pump the volume a little bit more on your lunch break. I think Crimea River Wells was onto something here. This is dysfunction on a highest level. This is some serious, this is some serious nonsense. Um, so he went on Twitter to clarify where a man goes when he has a problem with somebody. The officials would have lit the thing on fire right there. That's the mandate. Offering Osama's son, Ascali, to come play at Florida. <laughs> One hour and eight minutes of when Osama Bin Laden's son would be named in the podcast. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Clint, we are back uh, yeah, this we are. week. And um, what do you think we'll talk about on the podcast today? <laughs> I don't know. Daniel, I, I don't know. If if you were to give uh, over under on how many times we talk about uh, another program on this episode... Uh, and namely, not even another program, just one other program in the SEC uh, that has Paul Feinbaum even talking uh, at length, by the way, uh, multiple times. Uh, I think we're going to hit on Florida quite a bit today, Daniel. Pretty That'd ra- be my guess. Pretty, pretty rare that we devote an entire episode to another school that's Correct. not Georgia. But... Um, it's also pretty rare that your biggest rival lights themselves on fire and throws themselves off a cliff. Yes. And and says while doing it, we are the best in the we're world. We're on the way back. We're on the, we're on the way back. We're on, Fear not, people. As they are pirouetting down the canyon, just smashing their head on every rock along the way, you can just hear them faintly calling out, we're coming. We're coming. We're, we're closing the gap. We're, we're taking the next steps. Uh, no, if you have not seen what's happened to Florida this week, do yourself a favor. Go on Bleacher Report. You find a Twitter feed. Do something to get your eyes on the dumpster fire that is raging out of control in the swamp, in the desolate, horrible, decrepit swamp. It's glorious right now, people. Now, look. Um, couple things. One, Clint, is it something a sports fan should be in the habit of doing, reveling in your rival's misery? Yes or no? Is that is uh, that yes? A, that's yes. I mean, I, that's yes. correct. We fully condone that sort of petty, nonsensical behavior on this All on day. this podcast. That is that's a, that is what sports is. Uh, but. But, Clint, it makes it so much sweeter when <laughs> that rival is just 
popping off, just running his mouth. And Florida fans this offseason in particular, listen, I didn't think that I live in the great state of Tennessee. and Mm -hmm. And I didn't think in terms of mouthiness, I didn't think there was a fan base that could rival the University of Tennessee. I really didn't. Because oh, you'd be proven wrong. Because it's bad up here. It's bad. But listen, Florida, this offseason in particular, has taken it. Just this 10 games, I don't, I'm not sure if you heard, Clint, but they won 10 games last year. They took a huge step forward, Daniel. They're on the ascent. Their, their arrow is pointing up. They were 10-3, and three, um, but as pointed out by a Florida fan who called in to the aforementioned Paul Feinbaum show, a show that Clint and I do not condone you watching. No, for please, even please, one there are so life. many, there are so many other things that you should be doing with your life than listening to Paul Feinbaum. However, if but, he's talking about it and making the same points we are, we, we have to say. But according yes. to one Gator fan who called in to Paul Feinbaum, uh, Clint, I don't know if you know this, if you take away two of their losses, they only had one loss last year. <laughs> so oh, wait, hold on. Let me let me get this math correct. Let me understand the way in right. which wins and if I just forget that we lost a number of games, correct? I could then say we won more games, correct? Well, no, you um, didn't win more, but you just lost less. Our our record is better. Our percentage of our win percentage skyrockets if I just take out two games I don't like. Yeah, correct. Which means, which means the University of Georgia is undefeated for the last ten years. If I you, haven't seen a if loss. If you just forget ever. about, if you just take away the games we you know, lost, tangible uh, evidence of performance. That's right. Uh, look, Florida fans been running their mouth, and so um, we're gonna run our mouth a little bit. And so if if you're not um, if you're not into laughing. At other people's misery. Uh, this episode just it, it may not be for you. You skip ahead to the end. We're gonna we're gonna do uh, Mount Rushmore UGA safeties. Skip ahead to we the will. end. We'll talk about Thomas Davis for a little bit, and um, we'll all feel good. Uh, but but if you work in a cubicle somewhere, and down the row from you there's Florida mm, fan, mm. you go right ahead. You you pump the volume a little bit Maybe more. Maybe just take on the headphones out. Take the headphones out for this episode. Just for, just for a little bit. Just, there will be a cameo appearance uh, from Tennessee fan, uh, real quick, uh, because they like running their mouth as well. Uh, because we do have to talk about um, Georgia as well. Because as Florida has jumped off the clip cliff in fire, uh, Georgia has just gone back to work and kept chopping the damn wood, mm-hmm. and is is getting stuff done, uh, which just... is what you want in a coach. Just keeping his head down, let the helmets do the talking. We hadn't put on the helmets yet, so no need to talk at this point. Why am I talking? Why, Kirby? Um, uh, Fortunately, Kirby doesn't run this podcast. We do, and so we're going to do a bunch of talking. (laughs) Kirby, We don't currently own a helmet, and so talking season, uh, as Steve Spurrier calls it, is our season. (laughs) That is our season. Um, uh, well, I would say cue the the circus music, cue the Dopey Dan Mullen clown music, but but we'd have to play it the entire episode. It'd have to just be a constant loop behind, and I feel like that would get a little tedious. Go away, you stupid idiot. 
Uh, That's redundant. But let's jump in. Where do you want to start in the in the Florida Dan Mullen saga, Clint? Um, where I want to start is uh, actually an article. One of my favorite things to do is uh, see how well things age, Daniel. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. In it the just... world of unlimited takes, yeah, which this is the age we live in. There are there are, if you want to see them, you can see a take that will literally say anything, anything, anything. And yeah. so, if you want to see somebody say that Bowling Green is going to win the 2019 NCAA football championship, I guarantee you, you could find someone with that take. A hundred percent true. Hundred percent true. Uh, I'm going to start off by going down a 24/7 website and the Swamp 24/7, and our Bob, uh, our boy Bob Redman. Hey Bob. Hey Bob. How you doing, bro? Hey Bob. Sorry about your uh, life. Bro- sorry about sorry the- about your life. Sorry about that one time you got interviewed for a job and you said yes, and it was to cover Florida. Sorry about that. Bob, hold hold off, brother. There's other fish in the sea. Sorry right, about man. needing to live in or visit Gainesville many times a year. Many, many times. Uh, but Bob over here, uh, he went ahead and wrote an article last month talking about how Gators are on track to take next steps. Is hey, what Bob. Bob said. Hey, Bob. By the way, headline says Gators on track to take next steps. Now, in all fairness to Bob, all fairness, Let's he did fair not say he Let's did not say the direction of the next steps. <laughs> You know he what? D- you know what, Bob? You were right on. The Gators right on. have taken the next step in the evolution of their program. But Bob, truer words could not be spoken. That's that that's journalism. That's what that is. That's Bob. journalism at its finest. Uh, but Bob went ahead and interviewed Dan, and then gave his take. Uh, Dan's reason for next steps that are happening this year at Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all being set up, by the way, because we have to. It's like a it's like a boxing match. We've said this on the show before. Uh, the dude that gets in the ring and is like swaying back and forth and yipping his mouth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, waving his to the glove, guy, waving his glove at the other right, guy. Yeah. C- compared to the guy who just stares blankly at him, a gimme dude who's staring blankly at him all day long. Uh, so we're we're setting up Dan as the caricature that he is mm-hmm. in real life. Uh, he says, "This year, our players know what to expect out of our off-season program, and you could do new things in season two you couldn't do in season one. Season one, players did some things that they thought were impossible. Season two, we can build off that." Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's. That's Dan's take. Dan is saying that as the seasons progress, you are able to add new drills because of how decrepit you are to begin. Now, I don't want to derail where you're going, Clint, but I just want to clarify that Dan Mullen is stating that his players believed it was impossible. It was an impossibly high bar to finish (laughs) third in the SEC East. Is that accurate? That's that's what he's saying. He is saying... They, he one. said, you know what, guys? We can finish ahead of Missouri and Vanderbilt and South Carolina and Tennessee, guys. We Hello. can do that. We can finish behind only Georgia and Kentucky. And his players said, coach. Coach, come on. No. 
Coach, no. Coach, coach get some get some sense. You're asking into us that to damn do the impossible. This is Florida, coach. Do you we, know where you're at? We can't finish ahead of South Carolina. Coach, you got Felipe Franks number one on the depth chart, bro. What? And coach said nay. Nay, nay. We we will finish third in the SEC. Wow. Well, that's inspiration, okay. Clint. That's inspiration. Isn't that inspiration? Uh, Bob then continues and says, don't worry. Uh, we have new offensive line, and yes, we got pushed around on the defensive line. But Daniel, there's a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of talent being infused in Florida. Talk to me about that. It. Will that uh, that will bring about some great, mm. great mm. new steps. Mm. So that talent, we, that talent. Should we go ahead? Should we go ahead and start talking about the talent? Let's that's discuss coming the in. talent. Right, yeah. let's, uh, because now I'm going to jump to my boy River Wells, who says this. This is I'm going to I'm going to give you the punchline as we talk about this new infusion of talent. River says. Dan Mullen's team may not feel the past week now, but the future is very much in doubt. Okay, let's juxtapose here Bob hmm. and River. Talk to, talk to me, Bob. Uh, Bob, what, what, do you, what do you got to say about what River says? Because River says this past week has been a dumpster fire and the future, future is very much in doubt. Why is that future very much in doubt, Daniel? I think, I think Crimea River Wells was onto something here when he said... <laughs> Um, but, but I think the, the thing that he missed was, was that they're not feeling it now. Cause, oh, they, they feel you, you best know they feeling it now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we read articles and we laughed and made light of the fact that people were writing stories. Remember signing day? Oh it, gosh. Do you remember, do you remember the stories? Were which team won signing day? Do you remember yep. which team was the winner of signing ESPN, day? ESPN dubbed the Florida Gators one of the winners of signing day. Okay. So, <clears throat> they won signing day by signing yep. the ninth ranked class Correct. in the country. While we signed the first or second, depending on which service you subscribe to. But let's just be generous and call it the second ranked class. Sure. Let's the give country. them a little bit of grace. And then the article started pouring in saying that Georgia or the Florida was closing the gap on Georgia. It's minuscule now. But it's be, it's but it, clearly those people didn't know how gaps worked. Because no no concept of how gaining on somebody actually happens. Cuz when you run 5 laps around the track uh -huh, and the uh -huh. person is way ahead of you after lap 1. Yes. And then you run lap two, and you run slower than them on that lap. But the same, not, but not uh -huh. as much slower as you did on lap one. Is that closing the gap? That's not closing the gap, Daniel. No, the gap that, is bigger now. You have you, to run faster than them Yes. So on if, the if, subsequent if, laps in yeah, order Gator, to close the gap. Gators did pick up... Uh, it, I mean, metrically, they infused themselves with more talent than they had before, according to their standards, as Georgia just continued to get further away. So if you want to say you close the gap on, oh, I don't know, the Citadel, or you close the gap on you and Monroe or something like that, UL Monroe, yeah. sure, you did that. You did Hands that. Down. Congratulations. Congratulations. You can say you closed the gap on... Uh, hello, Clemson, because Clemson finished 10th in last year's recruiting rankings. 
Congratulations. Clemson was obviously miles ahead of Florida in terms of the talent that they had on campus, but Florida legitimately narrowed the game, albeit by, you know, four percentage <laughs> yeah, points fractions. on 24-7 sports. But they closed the gap on Auburn. They closed the gap on Ohio State, who finished lower yeah. than them. They, they had a recruiting class that was better than many, that many good schools, just not Georgia's. Nope. So the talent that's on campus um, at the beginning of last week was still not enough to close the gap. Yeah. But Clint, what's happened yeah. to the talent yeah. that was on campus at the beginning of last week down in Gainesville? So, so you go into the car dealership and you say to yourself, "I'm I'm looking for an upgrade," uh, and they say, mm-hmm. "Oh man, we mm-hmm. we we have we have this new thing. It's actually uh, it's actually a little port that you can plug in your headphones to." And you look at your old car and you're like, well, I, I have a tape deck in there. Mm. This, this little earphone jack, mm-hmm. th- this is an upgrade. That's an upgrade. Uh, and then you realize that that the other cars in the world have like, you know, wireless. They drive themselves. Yeah, they drive themselves. Uh, wireless hands-free devicing. Uh, you talk to it. It talks back to you. And Dan's over here saying, hey, we got guys, an auxiliary port. We got, we got an aux port. And then it's as though Dan went into the house mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. came back out to his car mm-hmm. the next morning mm-hmm. and his his mm-hmm. his aux cord was ripped out of the car mm-hmm. and taken down the road. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody took out his only upgrade to his his 96 Corolla. Uh-huh. Uh, here's what happened. Let, Let me, me stop you, you right there though. Let me stop you right there though, Clint, because your analogy breaks down a little bit. It's it's not cuz I was thinking the same thing. It's not that someone came and stole his auxiliary port. <laughs> it's that Dan <laughs> took a dump in his hand and smashed it into the auxiliary port and now has rendered it useless. Yes. Okay? He, yes. he plugged a hairdryer into it and electrocuted himself and fried the auxiliary port in the meantime. Yes. Uh, that's um, what happened to Dan's upgrade. Uh, Dan because, said... I can't have nice things. I I just don't know what to do with them. Let me let me self destruct right here on a national stage for everybody to see. Because let's talk about who's leaving. Who's leaving okay. Gainesville? Because this is what happened. This is what River Wells was talking about. Uh, here are the people who have less left Gainesville uh, or have decommitted. Not only have they been on campus. All right, people in dorm rooms. So these are in transfer housing. portal. These are letters of intent, or these are. Uh, verbal verbal uh, mm-hmm. verbal agreements that are now being reneged on. These are decommitments. Correct. These are leaving the program. These are uh, people who are saying it's not you, it's me, and I, only, I just want something better. It's, <laughs> That's why it's, it's on me. me. I would never come there. It's me. I, would, I wouldn't even step foot into your cafeteria. I wouldn't even entertain you coming in my house anymore. As a matter of fact, Mama said, "We good." They they yeah. just have a they have a it's like no soliciting sign but it's it's just no Dan Mullen sign it is out in front of their door. Uh, Chris Steele, the highest rated recruit to sign in Florida in five years. Remember how they this closed is, that gap? They closed the gap. Highest rated recruit in five years. Uh, highest rated recruit Dan Mullins has had at Florida in his short tenure. He came out of California. This uh-huh. is what ESPN said. Oh, the the tide is changing mm-hmm. down south. Mm-hmm. Florida is now getting people from California mm-hmm. to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Well, he's now actually coming up to my neck of the woods, Daniel. He has transferred out of Florida and is heading to Oregon. He said, he get, me out, get me out to Eugene. I'm not, yeah. Uh, yeah. made a mistake, Mom. Made a mistake. I made a uh, tremendous the reason, mistake. The, the reason why he made a mistake, Daniel, I, I, I'll let you, because this is very key. Uh, Jalen Jones, ex-roommate to Chris Steele. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gone. He's one of the high high recruits also on campus. He gone, Daniel. He was fighting for the uh, backup quarterback position uh-huh. uh, behind the illustrious Felipe Franks. That's so right. uh, he if was you're back in line up for to PT. Felipe Franks. I think we know everything we need to know about you. We know everything. Period. Uh, but it turns out Chris Steele went to coaches and said, "Hey guys, uh, I can't room with Jalen Jones." Uh, get me out of here. Um, I think to myself, this is not somebody I want to be a part of. Uh, this is not somebody uh, that I can go ahead and be friends with. And the reason why he can't be friends with a man like this uh, is because uh, he, he, that being Jalen Jones, uh, is on uh, disciplinary purposes for beating a woman. Not only beating one woman, uh, he's accused of beating two women. Um, and so Jalen Jones is, he's, Chris came and said, hey, I can't, can't be roommates with him. And the coaches said, no, 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 you, you must be roommates with this guy. And he said, I can't be roommates with somebody who's beaten up two women on campus. Uh, so he's gone because the coaches, Dan Mullen and all his wisdom said, no, 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 no. We're going to keep Jalen here. You must stay here as well. Well, Jalen's now out on charges. Chris said, you didn't change me when I asked, so I'm out of here now, too. Uh, those are the two people on campus that have left. Let me... We just need to pause here, because um, this is some serious... This is some mm-hmm. serious nonsense that we're this talking about. This is dysfunction about. on a highest level. This is, this is absolutely accessory to a crime. Here. Cor- Dan, this is where Dan Mullen currently finds himself. This is not being a clown... No. Th- this is being a- a- adjacent to a felon. This uh-huh. is where this is where this is. Um this dude accused of sexually assaulting two women Correct. in two separate incidents that were separated by 30 minutes. Do you know why they were separated by 30 minutes? Why is that? Because Chris Steele walked in on the first one. Correct. Forcing it to stop, uh-huh. thankfully. Thankfully, Chris Steele, thank you. 30 minutes later, yep. another incident. So, Jalen Jones is a garbage can of a human being. That does not need to be over. cannot be overstated. Cannot There's be. There's no reason to dwell on that point. It's, in, it's indisputable. Jalen Jones is no longer on campus. But when a player goes to a coach... Mm-hmm. And says, hey, coach, my roommate is sexually assaulting women, and I'm not cool with that. Coach, right now down the hall, if you and I were to walk into my room, uh, you're a mandated reporter. According to the state of Florida, you would have to call somebody. Would you like to walk with me? And coach said, nah. nah. I, I got some film that I want to look okay. at real quick. So this is who Dan Mullen is. Okay, don't let the clown act fool you. Oh, yeah. This is not a good human being that we're talking about here. This apple didn't fall very far 
from the Urban Meyer tree. Okay, let's just let's let's be very clear because I've heard of another coach uh-huh. who knew about women being put in jeopardy. Yep. Under his watch. Yep. Who did nothing. Guys, it does not take a rocket scientist to put the pieces together. And who is the mentor to Dan Mullen? Who is the one that infused Mm -hmm. all the genius Mm -hmm. into Dan Mullen? It's no other than the freaking moral giant himself, professor Mm. of ethics and integrity at Ohio State University, Urban Meyer. Hello. And now here we are. This is a real... A real situation, Clint, and I wish I could say, first of all, good on Chris Steele. I will be That's what I, mean. I will be rooting for Chris Steele. Even if he had even if he had not transferred, Chris Steele would immediately become a player that I had a tremendous amount of respect for and would root for to succeed on the college Correct. and NFL level. But but especially now that he's chosen to leave Chris Steele immediately becomes one of my favorite non-Georgia players in the NCAA. I hope he has nine interceptions this year, and I hope he gets taken in the first round in two years. 100%. Uh, I wish I could say, Clint, that this was an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm saying? I do. I, I wish I could say that this was the first time in April of this year. Yeah, just that this that this kind of thing happened. But but earlier this same April, a a staff member, hello, who works for Dan Mullen again. Have we seen have we seen this movie is, before? Wait a second. This this is like on loop. I wait I I'm having a little bit of déjà vu. Is Zach Smith a name that means anything to any of us as hello. college football fans? A staff member working for Dan Mullen, whose mm-hmm. name is Otis Yelverton, because, <laughs> okay, okay, um, we'll just pretend that that's something. Um, <laughs> Does he, is he selling crack out of the 7-Eleven down the road? Ode, he currently is, because he's not employed anymore. Because he's not employed, right. He is, he is... Zach Smith's wingman. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just him and Zach are at the bar together, being like, "Hey, look at that one over there." Yeah. Um, Otis was arrested for aggravated cyber stalking. Oh my in, gosh! In 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 April. Now, so so here's a man working. I say man. That's that's please, that's inappropriate. Please. Let me renege on that. You should. Here's a child working for Dan Mullen. Who's just chasing after God knows who? I don't even know what. Just let's well, not I, even I, speculate. I don't open that, please. Just let's let the cyber stalking, yeah, aggravated cyber stalking. You just draw your own conclusions about what he yeah. was doing. Yeah. And Clint, I wish I could say that these two incidents were the only two incidents. But surely, of surely, this Daniel, kind this, of this can't this can't keep going. Surely, someone. Would have put a stop this, to this. This current off season. Nay. Clint. Nay, Daniel. Well, earlier this off season, Gainesville police arrested defensive back Brian Edwards huh. for beating his girlfriend. Huh. Clint. Yep. 
Clint, we are now talking about three people and four separate incidents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of assault towards women of one kind or another, all happening under the watchful eye of the genius. Genius. Dan Mullen. So just if you're keeping track at home, if, you, if you're keeping a score card, uh, that's two players... One coach. One staff member. One staff member. Let's not call him a coach. Let's call him staff member. Um, one staff member, two players. By the way, really quick, one is is currently, uh, Jalen is out of the program. What happened to our boy Edwards? Is he he's still part of the program? I I don't see. I don't, I don't know. It's, I think this is so recent, the, the Edwards thing, that I don't think a decision's been made. So I think well, as of the time of this article being written. Okay, that's, that's fair. You know what, Daniel? I... I feel bad. Here's why I feel bad. Because let's You feel uh, bad because there are women well, who have to live in no, Gainesville? No, 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 no. Let's I feel bad because what I really want to do is is we've been talking so much about Dan not not acting. Let's hear what he had to say about Edwards and about Jalen and about Otis. Let's okay, go to him. Do, do let's we have hear, a clip of that? Yeah, we have a clip of that. Let's play the uh, clip. Let's play it right now. The clip is over. That was it. That was that the clip. Was, that was the clip. That oh, was Dan's he, response. That was Dan's. We haven't heard from Dan as four incidents. Three people are beating and sexually abusing women in Gainesville. Dan is silent. Does Dan like... Wait, wait. Now, now Dan's kind of like a reclusive, doesn't like no. to talk, doesn't like the limelight kind of guy, though, Daniel. He lets, he lets talking happen elsewhere. So that's why he hasn't said anything, right? Nope. No. No, no Dan's he, a talker. Yeah. He, he loves when that mic's on. He loves seeing that little red light on the camera. He does. He loves it. He does. He could but have somehow, talked. somehow, not right now. No. Guys, no. listen. We're going to continue beating this drum about how Dan Mullen's a clown. And I love all of the, you know, if you're changing your Twitter profile picture to, to the clown wig and the red nose and the you're buying the t-shirt of Dan with the red. I love it. And I'm I'm here for it. And he clowns around and does some things that are embarrassing to the program. But don't get it twisted about this guy. This guy's not a goofy clown. Nope. This guy's a bad dude. He's a bad dude who's allowing bad things to yes. happen to innocent people in Gainesville. Yes. That's who Dan Mullen is. That's who he is. And if you're a Florida fan and you for a moment do not call for the immediate removal of all three of these people and you defend anything, you are a subhuman thing. I don't know what you are. This is this is not football that we're not talking about. Let's let's quick diatribe. Uh, yeah. This is just the 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 humanity that is absent right now from the head coaching position at Florida. Uh, now that's what, okay. Great. That's like the serious thing. Uh, we don't really do that so well. Yeah. Uh, so let's 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 For, go to other... forgive us. Forgive us. Let's let's reel it back in. Reel it back. Let's get back into our wheelhouse of yeah. uh, ridiculousness. I, can I talk one more? I can need. To, there's one more thing you we need to, to cover about the Chris Steele incident that oh, hasn't gosh. been that hasn't been brought up yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Florida players. Yeah. Went. yeah that's uh, right. Florida players. We're talking about current players. I want to. I want to get back to because you're not done talking about people who are not coming to Florida. No, I'm sorry, guys. We're we're, no. we're not even halfway through the list. Yeah, we're we're not done talking about people who are either exiting the program or never going to come to the program. But let's talk about people who are in the program because because um, Jalen Jones been kicked been been removed from Gainesville. He, okay, uh, that's as, one. As he awaits 
as he awaits what is next for him. Which is eventually prison, we know. Eventually. One one way or the Somewhere other. Somewhere down the road. Give this me person's five finding years. himself in prison. There's no yes. doubt about that. Um, so, so Florida players surely are celebrating a guy like Chris Steele who has the integrity as a human Correct. person. Correct. In order to stand up for the rights of those who are who are Surely not standing Florida, up for themselves. Surely, Florida players and Florida fan can see the the forest instead of just looking at the tree. They can see the big picture clearly. Daniel, um, no, no, they pissed. Oh, they they're they're pissed. They're pissed because he doesn't want to be a part of the debauchery and criminal activity. That's happening huh. down in Gainesville. This is akin to someone trying to opt out of a gang. Hmm. Is basically what this is. Mm-hmm. And the gang has no place for you to say, well, this is immoral. Correct. And I don't want to be a part of it. The gang says, nope, you're one of us. And so if you want out, you're dead. You're dead you're to us. dead to me. I'm going to put and a bounty the, on your head. At, and so when a player like... Trayvon Grimes, who's a wide receiver <laughs> at the University of Florida, um, he he's he learned to, to talk t- from Dan. By the way, he's he, learned he he's gone to, to the Dan Mullen School of Communication. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he went on Twitter to clarify where a man goes when he has a problem with somebody. Clearly, Twitter is where that's where a man goes to hash out his grievances with other people. Clearly. Trayvon Grimes took to Twitter and posted a photo of himself standing over Steele, who was laying on the ground after a drill. Oh, gosh. With the text, if you're not a gator, you're gator bait. Clint. Um, just, I don't know anything about these two men. Yeah, you do. But if you were going to back either Trayvon Grimes or Chris Steele in a fist fight, who you got? Who you got uh, right now? Chris Steele. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too. Um, let me. Have you ever heard of Trayvon Grimes, Clint? Uh, not, not until you just said it to me. No. No. Clearly, you've never heard of Trayvon Grimes. Um, let me hit you with a little stats. Oh, on here we go. Grimes. I love it. Trayvon Grimes last year in 2018 for the University of Florida played in 12 games. Okay. Of the, of the 13 games. Yeah. Okay. In those 12 games, he tallied. 26, not 25, 26 catches. Hello. For 364 yards. Hello. And two touchdowns. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> Clint, do you know, that was his sophomore season. Yeah. He had a better, he had a better first year, though. Well, his first year wasn't in Gainesville, Clint. Oh. Trayvon Grimes is a transfer. He transferred in to Gainesville. Okay. I'll give you two guesses where he played his first year of college football. Uh, uh, Because if you were a professional poet, you could not write this story any better. uh, Are we talking Alabama is my first guess? He played at the Ohio State State. University. (laughs) (laughs) Just just soak it in, Georgia fans. This is the kind of research that you get from this podcast. Or you're not you're not finding other people who are pulling that up. So just soak this in for a minute. 
So you're telling me, hold on, let's, this let's, man. let's go back. This this guy said Urban Meyer is my hero. I need to follow I'm him. I'm going to play for Urban Meyer. Urban says, uh, sorry, they forced me out, but they gave me a professor position. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, uh, sorry, I'm not going to be your coach. And he said, I can't he live said, in a world. If I can't play for Urban Meyer, Clint, I have to go play for, there's only one place for me to go. And that's home to Gainesville, he, where he I may the, play for Dan Mullen. He entered the transfer portal, and uh, it was an absent train with no one on it except Dan grinning ear to ear, rubbing his hands together. Yeah. And he said, no, I'm, I'm in the transfer portal. Who else is looking? He goes, you got it. I'm, I'm this it. This is it. You're and they, they, they locked eyes, music befell, and they fell uh-huh. in love with each other instantaneously. This dude who's who's attacking via social media, a player yeah. with enough integrity to stand up for a woman being sexually abused. The two women being sexually and abused. Leave, and leave a place where that kind of behavior is tolerated. Correct. If not, if not passively condoned by no activity being taken on the part of the opponent. This guy, yep. this guy says, you know what? If, you're, if, you, if you don't want to be a part of this... Then we're we're coming You're dead for to you. me. I'm getting after you. I hope we play Oregon because I'm gonna I'm gonna get after your knees. I'm gonna illegal chop block from behind because you gator bait. Are or are you? Kidding you gotta be me? kidding me with this. You just gotta be this the the Urban Meyer the tree uh, slow train wreck won't stop. It nope. just he keeps finding a way to surface in illicit activity. I, I just among college football. I just have no idea, guys. It's it's kind of like, I mean, this just this just matches everything. Think about Florida. Think about Chauncey Gardner. Think about think about all the people that are attracted, magnetized to the swamp. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's filthy once you start thinking about it too much. It cannot be. It just can't continue. It can't continue. So, my question to you is this. Um, mm-hmm. You know what, Daniel? I'm, I'm going to save that question because okay. I want to get to the other decommits that have happened. Yeah, let's let's rattle through this list quickly. We can't spend let's, all this time. We can't. So here are other people that have committed in the next two years to come to Florida who have now said, no thanks, I'm passing. Which, to, to be honest, the fact that it's not everyone who's committed, who you're about to name, is astounding. The fact it's that astounding. there are people who've not decommitted. Is astounding to me. Well, it's kind of like our boy Bob. When you get an <laughs> offer and there's no other people offering you, you got to just go with it. You know? Uh, okay, so we got Trevante Rucker, wide receiver. Dink Jackson, athlete. Bryson Langston, defensive end. Terrence Lewis, I'm who's sorry, the 60... 60- still going. I'm still going. No, no, Dan, I'm, I got... I got Terrence Lewis, who's the 65th ranked person uh, recruit in the 2021. Uh, Kamar... Wilkinson or Wilcoxon, uh, all of these players, one, two, three, four, five decommits in the past three months. Of the 2020, they now ranked seventh uh, after these decommits. They had told us and reminded us that their recruiting class was ahead of Georgia, that they were above Georgia's recruiting class, right? Uh, not anymore and won't be ever. Under Dan Mullen. No. Okay. No. Uh, they have now two remaining commits of 2021. 
All the commits I just listed that decommitted were four or five star players. Highly recruited top 50 maybe on a couple of them, depending on the service you go to. Uh, uh-huh. That said, uh, I want out. I'm sorry. I made a massive mistake and I need to turn around immediately. How many How many five star players they got over there in Gainesville? Uh, let me let me count real quick. Let's. What's the ticker up to? Let's let's. Uh, I got to go down to the tally factor real quick. In who left and who's coming in? Yeah. And there's no, it's a bunch really hard. of crazy math to go. No, they haven't had a five star player play a game. Huh. In Gainesville. Uh, in like three years, yep. and there are still no five star players on the roster currently. Chris Steele was rated. As a five-star player by rivals, not by twenty-four-seven, but by rivals, he was rated as a twenty-four player, not not on the roster. So still, no five-star players. None. Daniel, down in Gainesville. Uh, Daniel, here's the game I want to play with you now. All right, let's play a game. Let's play a game, Daniel. For a moment, let's pretend that you are at the next news conference that Dan Mullen has. Okay. Gosh. And you're and, and I'm the reporter. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that talking dogs press badge to show yeah. up. You know where we get to go show up to all the press events. You think oh we'll my. ever get one of those? You know what, Daniel? One can dream. One can one dream. Can dream. One uh, can dream yeah. So let's say I'm the I'm the reporter. I got I got my talking dogs press badge. Which mm-hmm. by the way, if I get a talking dogs press badge, I'm putting it. I'm getting a fedora and putting it in my hat like it's yeah, like it's 1945 yeah, or whatever. Hundred percent. Um, and you're Dan, and I say to you, Dan, you've you're losing a lot of top recruits here at Florida. Um, a lot of guys are are decommitting. Uh, what do you have to say about the state of of the team's talent level right now? Look, here's the thing. At this point, if you're Dan Mullen, <clears throat> there's nothing else to do but to double down. Uh-huh. You got you just at this point you have run your your dirty little mouth. <laughs> yes, you have. You have flapped your jowls in the wind like a basset <laughs> hound sticking his head out of a window of a '96 Corolla <laughs> with, you, with poop smeared tape deck. Just you have just you've defecated in the compact disc changer that you had installed aftermarket in the trunk. Um, you got to <laughs> to get out at the every recruit every CD. recruit that gets in you go i got a 10 disc back there in the back right next to my subwoofer that i put in the trunk of this 96 corolla I'm, I'm, i made the box myself <laughs> built, built it wrapped it in carpet oh man shout out to the 90s what a great, what a Gosh, great time to be alive! Such a great time to be alive. If you don't know, go watch a VH1 um, or MTV on that. It was great. Listen, if you're Dan Mullen at this point, you got to double down. And so, if you ask me that question, and I'm Dan Mullen, here's what I guarantee you: he's going to say, mm-hmm. he's going to chuckle, laugh brazenly, yeah, and say, "Are you kidding me? Are are you are you joking? The talent we have in Florida is the best we've ever had there in the go. history of the program." Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow couldn't start on this team because of the elite talent that we have currently in Gainesville. The players in this locker room are the only players we need to go out and accomplish every single one of our goals. The 11 men who are going to suit up on offense and defense and special teams are the only 11 men that we need. Correct. If you, 
the players that left our program weren't they weren't they weren't right for this program. They weren't a good fit for this Correct. program. Yeah. And we don't need we're going to go out and prove to the SEC that you don't need a bunch of five-star players nah. in order to win the SEC championship. Some schools and then he's going to go he's going to go down this road. This uh, is my prediction. He just has to. But what what just just watch where he goes. He's going to go some schools feel like I guess that they need all these elite players, maybe because they don't trust their own coaching ability enough to get the most out of the players that they have. So they feel this need to continually bring in players just to sit on the bench and then transfer to Ohio State. But that's not how we feel down here at Florida. No. We know that you give us any you give us any eleven guys you want and we can go out and we can do enough to make it happen. That that's what Dan that's where Dan Mullen's going next. You could you could bet he's not coming out with contrition nope. or humility, not one iota. He's gonna double down and be just as brazen and cocky as he ever was. And Clint, I cannot tell you how excited I am about that. Cannot I wait. Cannot wait, Dan. Give it to us. Give us give Please. the people what they want. Please, I'm begging you, Dan. Uh, okay, so that's the dumpster fire, train wreck, morally absent Florida program. Uh, let's talk at the same time, simultaneously, because God is smiling on us, Daniel. At the same time, seven players are exiting in a mass exodus from Gainesville. Uh, Kirby was asked to respond, and mm. uh, he declined. He said, no thanks, I... Uh, I'll go elsewhere. Uh, instead, he sent the greatest assistant coach in college football down and said, hey. In undisputed. Undisputed. Best assistant. He said, hey, I don't have enough giant men protecting my quarterback and opening holes for my running back. Can you go get mm -hmm. me another one? And Pittman just looks over and goes, yes, I can. And goes down Listen. and... If you don't think that this is how Kirby recruits, then you're fooling yourself. Kirby is sitting on commits right now, guys. Like 100%. this is how let's we we say it every week in the intro to our show. Are we recruiting insiders, Clint? Nope, not a chance. Nope, no, we don't have any of that information. There are plenty of great sites that you can pay money to and learn all of that information. Or you could wait two and a half days and learn it with the rest of us. But whatever makes you happy, we are not here to encourage or discourage. Um, if those sites want to start sponsoring the show, then we would love oh. to push you to their particular brand Please of do. insider information. And, uh, but but listen, we're not recruiting insiders. We don't we don't claim to be. But it doesn't take a keen observer. To notice how much Dan Mullen looks like Urban Meyer, and it doesn't take a keen observer to notice that Kirby always seems to have a commitment announcement mm -hmm. at a time like this, mm -hmm. when the wheels are falling off, or when things seem a little bit rocky at Georgia, or when he needs to respond to a particular when someone announces that they're transferring. Oh, oh, well, it looks like. This guy who was signed over here looks like hey, oh well, hey look Dewan, at, look at Dewan, that. do you, do you mind do you mind going on Twitter really quick for me brother? Just yeah. If you don't think Kirby Smart is sitting on just a 
on a small pile of commitments right now and then just calling them up and saying like, hey, it would help the program if you went ahead and went public right now. And sure enough, uh, Mr. Sherman, Mr. Rallage said, said happy, happy to oblige. Coach, whatever I can do to help the program, let's go ahead and do it. Let's do it. Uh, so we now have another massive left tackle in Tate Ratledge. Uh, he was down between Tennessee and Georgia. He announced for Georgia. Uh, we are building... <gasps> Wait, what? Someone chose Georgia? <laughs> Which, by over, the way... Over Tennessee? By the way, real quick, one of our favorite episodes, and uh, we will continue to do so An update... Uh, has been the grossest fan base in the SEC. The top two grossest fan bases in the SEC, according to Daniel I, are the aforementioned Florida Gator fan and Tennessee fan. Uh, Tate Ratledge's dad uh, was a lifelong Tennessee fan, and his son announced Georgia and promptly removed the uh, Georgia li- or the Tennessee license plate, put a Georgia license plate on, and then removed the Tennessee sticker off the back of his truck. And Tennessee fan lost their damn mind daniel just apparently has no idea what being a parent is nope <laughs> because i'll tell you this right now my son gets a scully to go play at nichols state uh uh he he gets to go to rhode island and he's but guess what team i'm the biggest fan of that team that's right whatever that team is um so tennessee come on man you I would say you can do better, but I know you can't. Uh, Tate is in the fold now. Uh, Mikhail Sherman is in the fold. Uh, Five-star. By the way, he any good? He any good? Uh, Mikhail Sherman? Go ahead and just just look at some film on on his one-on-ones in anything. Uh, Mm. Go ahead and take a look at his tackling drill against running back Mm. and Mm. just putting a guy to the ground and then running back, getting up and saying, let's go again. Let's do it again. And Mikhail's like, okay, I'll... I'll go again with you. I don't care. And then promptly puts him down. Uh, Tate and Mikhail are going to be impact players for us. Highly recruited top 50 type players in the nation. Uh, And now we are fifth ranked class for this next recruiting cycle. Fifth ranked class with nine commits, by the (laughs) way. This really needs to be said. Recruiting is... Um, an absolute sum game. And so it doesn't matter. It's not about your average. Nope. In co- in terms of recruiting rankings. Uh, and you might think that it would be because that's really what matters is how good each player that you got is. But recruiting rankings are not measured that way. They're measured by the total amount of goodness, which does not factor in per player. Nope. And so, uh, and so for example... Clemson's number one. They have 14 commitments. LSU's number two. They have 14 commitments. Alabama's number three. They have 16 commitments. Hello. Total, total LSU's points out, very high. LSU's out recruiting Alabama right now. Yeah. In in terms of average and in terms of total quantity. Hello. Miami's number four. They have 14 commitments. Which, by the way, happy trails to Mark Richt. Uh, but Miami's number four. <laughs> In the, in the, love you, man. Um, (laughs) George's number five. We have nine. Hello, commitments, Clint. Uh, Our average puts us at number two. Yep. In this list, ahead of every school in the SEC, behind only Clemson. Correct. 
um, two five stars, seven four stars, and one three star. Zero. zero. Well, Kimber, zero. I think Kimber isn't he uh, like on the on the cusp? I saw one service that gave him as a three. He is a. I think he's yeah. a four. Twenty four seven has him at twenty four seven has him as a four. Yeah, yeah. There we so go. I'm there looking go. at twenty four seven right now. Um. Yeah, recruiting again. We we said this before. We'll say it again. Um. We don't have time for your take that Kirby's slowing down in recruiting. Stop. Guess how many commits we have for 2021, Clint? Guess how uh, many? Five. Zero. Zero. It's zero. It's zero commits for 2021. You nervous? Nope. You ain't but, nervous at all. But but Clint, players are getting snatched up already. I'm what, good. What 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 are we gonna do, Clint? I'm we're good. behind. Yeah, we're sure. behind. Hey, just, right. just, just look right now. We don't now. have time for that. Just, we don't. Just look at the past three recruiting classes under Kirby and look at players who are currently on the field that he brought in, Sam brought in, uh, that we are utilizing. Look at the flips that he took. Look at the guys like Fromm. Fromm was a commit to Alabama for months uh, and is now... He's Jake Fromm. I mean, no, nothing else, nothing no else need needs to be said. There's no need to express who he is. We've no, all seen it. We've all seen it. Um, so we're good. Don't worry, y'all. Uh, all right, Clint. Anything else to cover before we get to the safety Mount Rushmore? We're at the fifty-minute mark of the podcast. There's a lot to cover in the state of Florida. There's so much but to cover. Anything else? Anything else? Quickly, you need to get off your chest before we before we close out with some good old-fashioned UGA history. I mean, I I, I feel like I talked a lot. On Florida, it felt good. All right, that's good. It's good. It's it's. This wasn't a cathartic dumping. No, this was a cathartic taking a dump <laughs> on the University of Florida and yes. Dan Mullen because no yes. no school is more worthy of being dumped on. By the way, if no I meet you base. and you are a fan of Florida, do not take offense when I just promptly grab my children, clutch them close to me, and walk away from you. Let me ask you this, Clint. This is a question I've been meaning to ask, and we'll do this quickly. What percentage of real-life Florida fans do you think are represented by the persona of Florida fans that is put forth in the public? You know, Daniel, typically typically I would answer that question uh, like, um, gosh, like Oregon fan. All right, if you ask me what percentage of Oregon fan is a fair weather fan, uh, I'm going to give you a high percentage. There's not a lot of diehard duck fan, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, I, but, I, but I look at other programs. I look at, like, maybe a Penn State. Who's the sold-out Penn State guy? Or, or the Michigan man, you know, like the yeah. author book and all that. And I'd probably say, well, that's just, that's kind of the outlier, maybe 10 15%, 20%. I truly believe at Florida, it's close to 50%. It's close to one in half of the fans, if not to 70% of the fans, are truly indicative of this program. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I, I know several Florida fans personally, and I don't know any that are this guy. I don't know any that are still trying to puff out their chest and that are that stupid. But 
boy, you know they're out there. They're out you know there. They're out there. And look, Georgia like fans, we're not immune. We're not immune from that too. No, we we got plenty of those of those guys Ugh. too. Uh, hopefully, you're not one of them. If you are, just just all we can do is do our best. Just keep keep trying. <laughs> keep being here with us. One, we'll we'll get one there. day one day at a time. We'll, we'll walk, get there. We'll walk this road together. Um, uh, all right, let's talk about some of the reasons that we're Georgia fans. And some of the reasons that we're Georgia fans are because of the great players that have graced the field mm-hmm. before us. Um, uh, and a lot of those great players, not not some, a lot of those great players have been in the safety slash rover slash yes, they have. back in the defensive backfield. Yes, they have. Uh, we talked about corners already on this uh, podcast. But now it's time to talk about safeties, which I think deserved its own conversation because of the the, depth. the sheer magnitude and depth of talent. Um, so let's let's do, let's get out of the way first. The first the first name on both of our lists uh-huh. is Thomas Davis. We've already mentioned him. We've, We've mentioned him on that. previous episodes. Um, and so why is Thomas Davis on your Mount Rushmore? Clint? Uh, because he was an absolute joy to turn on the TV and watch every single play. The guy didn't take plays off. He was too small of a linebacker, too big of a safety. He just was a freak everywhere. He was fast, strong, and he punished people like nothing else coming downhill and just whacking people to the ground. Uh, every Absolutely. single play you turned him on, you could you could almost guarantee something something gonna go good here, something gonna be fun to watch, uh, and that's why he's top of our list. Yeah, Thomas Davis, part of some great teams at Georgia, key piece in a lot of uh, in in a lot of really good uh, Georgia teams. Uh, he was an All-American in mm-hmm. uh, 2004. Um, yeah, he, he led the team in tackles two for two years from the safety spot. And you might think, oh, safety spot must not have been a very good defense if the safety's leading the team in tackles. But Thomas Davis was everywhere on the field. Everywhere. Right? He had 10.5 sacks in, 2000, uh, in his career. Uh, he had 272 tackles oh in his career. Oh, my gosh. And he was the he was the scariest defensive player I believe to ever play at Georgia. Ever, ever. I believe he's the, he's one I of the believe. scariest players ever to play in the NFL. Like like legitimately, people would game plan or still game planning. He's now with the Chargers, but he he had an illustrious career, yeah. career with the Panthers. Uh, you you would run away from him, legitimately to to just not Absolutely. get hit because he's a missile. Yes, he's an absolute bullet. Um. Absolutely, he's he was big enough and fast enough, mm. had good enough hands to play anywhere that you put him on the field, and he just destroyed people while he was there. Um, who's the second name, Clint, on your list behind Thomas Davis? Uh, Dan, I think I'm going to set you up to talk more about the second name on my list, and that's my boy Greg Blue. Uh, Greg Blue, SEC champ, All American. Is it fair to say? He's your boy, Blue. Is that <laughs> yeah, is that fair? That's fair to say, Daniel. He's my yeah, boy. That is fair to say. Comma, Blue. Blue. Um, 
Daniel, you have been on record talking about Greg Blue quite a bit. The same reason Thomas Davis is on this list is the same reason Greg Blue is on this list. Uh, he was just an absolute athlete all over the field, fun to watch. The safety position, I love the safety position, which is actually why I bemoan against our boy Richard so much. Because I love You had it. such high hopes. I, I had, had such high, high hopes. Let's okay, don't bring, let's not, let's don't bring, all right, let's sorry. Don't bring that up. Sorry. Um, but I love the safety position. I love fast middle linebackers, and I love thumping safeties who can cover the center of the field, and that's what Greg Blue was. Great center fielder, great uh, player on uh, SEC championship team. Greg Blue is number two. Um, uh, Greg Blue is on my list as well, and there's just no, there's just no two ways about it. Uh, Greg Blue, he was not the scariest player, no, to ever play at Georgia. Um, but but man alive, he was the hardest hitter mm. to ever play at Georgia. Uh. The greatest hit in UGA football history uh, happened against Auburn in 2003, and it was Greg Blue. And if you haven't seen it, you just need to st- you need to pause the podcast mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and you need to pull up YouTube, and you type in Greg Blue Auburn. And the hit he put on this fool in 2003, he was getting kicked out of college football for life today. If it happened today, yes. If it had happened. Um, SEC officials would have immediately removed his scholarship and they would have burned Sanford Stadium to the ground. The officials would have lit the thing on fire right there. That's the mandate from the commissioner that they would have been given. Um, But Greg Blue, he was also an All-American, a consensus All-American in 2005. He had 260 Mm -hmm. tackles in his career. In 2005, he had 96 tackles and two interceptions. Jeez. From the safety spot. Uh, but yeah, from 2002 to 2005, he and Thomas Davis, the greatest safety combination that will ever play at the University of Georgia, and don't even don't even begin to try to say but when we, when we have that conversation. There's not. Greg Blue, um, he was not the best safety ever at Georgia. No. But because of the highlights, specifically because of the big hits, He's that he belongs in that prototypical Georgia safety conversation. He was one of my favorite players when uh, I was in college in the years following. Uh, Greg Blue absolutely belongs on the safety Mount Rushmore. I'm gonna go um, with another name and this is where the conversation gets a little bit tougher mm-hmm. for me. Um, but I'm going to go with my boy, Terry Hogue. There I'm you go. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to bring out Terry Hogue. Terry Hogue um, played in the early 80s, so the, the heyday of Georgia football the, prior to the heyday that we're in currently, which I'm call, officially calling a, an absolute heyday for the University of Georgia. Yeah, that's past Terry the Hogue. floor. The floor has mentioned that, and we've approved that, and that's on the minutes. That's right. Uh Terry Hogue, a two-time consensus All-American at Georgia. That's not easy to do. That puts him in extremely elite company. Terry Hogue finished fifth in the Heisman Trophy voting in 1983. He played safety. 
Hello. And he finished fifth in the Heisman voting in 1983. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, he finished his career with 14 interceptions, uh, which is like, okay, well, he finished his career with 14 But how many did he have in one year, Daniel? In 1982, he uh-huh. had 12. Oh, Clint. Oh. That's more than any other SEC player has ever had in one season. 1982, Terry Hogue owned the football. Yes. And every time it was thrown in the air, he said, I'll take possession of that. That's my rightful property. Thanks. Terry Hogue is in the College Football Hall of Fame. He's in the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, he's on the Walter Camp All-Century team. Yep. Terry Hogue is one of the best to ever do it. You're talking about absolutely the elite of the elite defensive players to ever play at Georgia. That's why he's on my safety mount. Uh We are three for three in agreement. Terry Hogue is my number three, my third uh, safety. Played the rover position, which I guess you could say Thomas Davis was like rover, Terry's. I, I just, if, if you had to give me a position that I had to say was my favorite position on the football field, it would be the rover position. Just... Just guys, give standing, me the hitters. Give me the hitters. <laughs> give me the guys who are ten year ten yards off the ball and just don't move until the ball moves. And then just Otis Reese. Hello. <clears throat> Sorry, I had something in my throat. I, I just uh, look, look. If Otis Reese turns into that, I will. We're all hoping. We're all we're hoping. hoping. Woo, woo. Uh, so he's number three for me as well, Daniel. Uh, the fourth spot. I'm interested to see where we go with this because there's a couple of names. That are here, that that somebody's gonna be really mad. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, "Hang on, there's three names been listed. There's only four faces on Mount Rushmore." I haven't heard. There's, there's a, there's a. I haven't heard, and then fill in the blank. And your fill in the blank is probably different than the other guys fill in the blank, and possibly different than our fill in the blank. Who you got for name number four? Ooh, Daniel, this to me, this to me, uh, a couple things. One, he's from Atlanta. Still playing okay. in the NFL, having okay. a good career, had a okay. great career at Georgia, very Thomas okay. Davis esque, and that's Rashad Jones is number four Hello. on my list. Went uh, with the Jones boy. I, I went with the Jones boy. Didn't go with the other Jones boy. Um, mm-hmm. Went with Rashad. Couldn't help but notice. Uh, couldn't help but notice. Sean Jones is on this list as uh, considerate for me. Jake Scott is clearly on the consideration list as well. But I went with Rashad. Ten and a half sacks, second team All-SEC, second team All-American. Uh, all the interceptions in the world you can find still playing in the NFL. Um, had a great, from the South, from Georgia, from Atlanta, went to Athens, uh, had a fun career. He's another guy that I loved watching on TV every time Georgia played uh, that I got to see it on here on the West Coast. Rashad Jones is my last Bust. You're always gonna get. You're always gonna get swayed by that NFL. Sean Jones had a had a had a had a great NFL career, um, and you're always gonna get swayed by that NFL when we're t- when we're having this conversation. I wanted to go, uh, Sean Jones. Yeah, because I I I loved Sean Jones back in the day. Uh, he you know, place in my heart because he was in school when I was in school in Athens, and so. I loved watching, I loved watching Sean Jones uh, do his work, and he was an All American. Uh, but I didn't go, I didn't go with him. I did go with our boy Jake Scott. Yeah. Because how are you not going to put the guy who's 
who has a school record for interceptions. How are you not going to put the guy on there who's got more interceptions than Champ, more interceptions than than Terry Hogue, more interceptions than any other guy to come through there? Um, uh, Jake Scott played in the 60s, if you don't know. He was a consensus All-American, another one on that list. He led the SEC in interceptions in 1967. He's in the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, he's in the College Football Hall of Fame. He also had a great NFL career before Clint was born, and so yeah. he didn't. Have, he wasn't <laughs> able to get. He wasn't able to get swayed by that tape. Um, I'm not going to say Jake Scott's the best safety to ever play at Georgia, but you, when you lead the team in picks, yeah, for your career, that mean that means something. Uh, and when you've got the All-America Awards, the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. the NFL career mm-hmm. to go along with it, that puts you right there. So so my apologies to the Jones family, who are not related, obviously. No, they're not. But my apologies to the Joneses. Uh, but I'm going to go I'm gonna go Jake Scott. It's a good one. On my list. Um, uh, all right, Clint, that about does it. It does. For Mount Rushmore. What do we got left on Mount Rushmore? Huh. We have we have one position. Is there only one position left? There's one position left, Daniel. There's one, and that means that means a lot of prayer and fasting is going to be happening this I, week. I'm not going to eat for the next ten days, Daniel. It's ru- it's running back week. Uh, Holy so next week, geez, running back week. T- tune in. There's only three spots available on Mount Rushmore, and there are a heck of a lot of <laughs> names for those three spots. Uh, it's going to be a dogfight. It is going to be an absolute slugfest. Tune in for that next week. Uh, I'm sure maybe Dan Mullen will have appeared to the media no. by the time we record another podcast. I, no, I can't. No, NORAD no. is still searching for him, and yeah, it's coming a, up empty. He's in a cave somewhere with Osama bin Laden or something, <laughs> just like just hiding out. Uh, either way, whether or not offering, Dan Mullen speaks offering to Osama's you, son Ascali to come play it. Florida. (laughs) Well, if you had an over-under on one hour and eight minutes of when Osama Bin Laden's son would be named in the podcast. Uh, go ahead and cash that ticket at the window. You you are you are set for the next year. You cash that ticket. Really you really doubled down and and taken advantage of. Of, of our idiocy uh we will be back we will be here to talk to you next week whether or not dan mullen is uh so have a great week and we will talk to you guys later see you